Hi guys, did you know if you're a VIP member you can now watch this episode in full on the VIP subscription? Just click the link in the episode description. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is a crowd podcast. I just imagine myself sitting on that bed knowing that like in the next like half an hour you're going to be cut open, new lung, you probably might not survive. That is such a mind-boggling thing knowing this could be the end. But even if you didn't have it, you knew you was near death. So in a way... The way I look at it is that's probably an easier way to go because you're not suffering, you're just going. Yeah. But you've got no choice. So you either take that risk to know you can live longer or you just don't have it and die in like three weeks. And I kept saying to the surgeon, are you sure it's for me? There's no one else here. I was like that, but yeah. I said, but come on then, let's do it. Are you the oldest person in the UK? I think I might be. To have a lung transplant? I I think you could Google. I, I, I think I am. But... I tell you what, when I went down, I was just so elated. It was like an adrenaline pumping round. Welcome back to the Katie Price Show with me, Katie Price. And for all those of you who don't know, every week I'm joined by my little sister, Sophia Hannah Price. And we chat about absolutely everything from cosmetic surgery, home life, old funny stories, my haunted house, dating we cover it all and we will cover more and more and more but today is a very very special episode and this won't come often because for one week only we're joined by our mother miss amy price amy price amy Right, Mum. So, Mum, can you tell us, well, tell everyone all about your illness and then so if we'll discuss how it made us feel because there'll be lots of listeners out here um, who are probably going through the same thing and or who have been through the same thing. Mm, that'd be interesting for me. My, Come on in, Mum. Over to you, Mother. We haven't got till Christmas, so hurry up. Can I talk? <laughs> oh, come on, Amy Price. Right. By the Apparently, way, before we start, don't you think my mum and Soph look like twins in their spectacles? Fucking hell. Why do I look bad? No, you don't look bad. It's just trying to... Right. Mum, go on, mum. People on. are waiting for your answer. Right, let me talk. Let me talk. Right. Basically, it was six years ago now that I was diagnosed with idiopathic pulmonary fibrosis which means that um, your lungs die, basically, and it's a terminal illness. There's no cure, um, but it was something that, how can I explain? I was under the doctors for asthma, and I was getting worse and worse and worse. And I said, But have you had asthma I, all your life, though, Mum? Well, no, not really. No, I did when I was young, and then when I started swimming when I was about... All your life, then. That didn't make sense, did it? Sorry, listeners. I said, have you had asthma all your life? Well, no, not really, but I had it when I was young. So you've had it all your life because you're seven with mum. Right then, the answer is yes, then. I did have it all my life, you plonker. No, I didn't have it all my life because what happened... Oh, come on. But when you were swimming. Right, and then I was swimming and then it cleared up and it never came back until I would say... I was um, in my 50s 
And then they, get, I was on the, um, oh, what do you call it? The inhalers. Yeah, I remember you being um, on them. And then basically what happened, I went to the asthma clinic and I said, I can't breathe. There's something wrong at the doctor's surgery, local doctor's surgery. And I said, I need an x-ray because um, I'm walking upstairs. I'm breathless. I'm yeah. trying to swim. I'm breathless. And just doing general things like taking the washing out of the machine and hanging it up. I was breathless. Mm. And for me, because I've always been sick, how things worked out. I knew something looks like a right. frog. My mum worked out that much. She looked like a frog, skinny legs and a little pod body. And I used to say, why are you working out so much, mum? You don't look any different, but go on, carry on. I, I know, you used to say I that to me. I remember you saying that to mum. I do. And she now walks like Tina Turner or John Wayne when she's having a good night with Paul. You both look, walk like each other, actually. Uh, I do not, actually. You do. You do. You do. You do. I you don't, and I haven't got a flat bum like you. You either. have got. A, well, no. you haven't got a flat yeah. bum. Na- naturally, no, I you have. have something put in it. Naturally, but your you, bum is flat. You, yes, it is flat. But mm-hmm. I don't look like a pod body with long legs. Go on, mum. Like, can I carry on? Yes. Yes. Right. So basically, um, the X-ray came back. I went to see the doctor, and he said, "Don't Google anything, but you've got IPS, which is stands for idiotic." Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So. I said, we, I've got to find a specialist. So we Googled and we found Toby. Toby. And that's when we made an appointment um, to see Toby. I went with your dad, first of all, and I had a CT scan. And what it looks like, your lungs are like black inside, you know, and I had little bits of white bits like that around the edges. And he said to me, you've got it in both lungs. And then he said... But he didn't you know, know what it was can... at that point. Yes, he did. He knew straight away. Oh, I don't think he did, Mum, because... He did. Okay, but no, no. Because I remember, don't worry, everyone, listen, this is what we like all the time, trying to correct each other. But me and Soph went with you to one of the appointments yeah. with Toby and said it would be out of one of yeah. these four things, but I doubt it would be IPF because of your the way you are. You're healthy and all of that. And then he made you blow into a tube. Yes. So we tried to make a bit of comedy out of it. Yes, Lung function by just. saying what? What did mummy, what did daughter Price say to the doctor to crack the uh, awful moment? Over oh, to you, oh, Sophia Hannah I bet Price. that's the hardest you've had to blow, mum. No. She, yeah. and, also then she, and then she went, you're used to blow jobs. You're used to blow jobs. So you won't find this hard. Yeah. Well, I had to lower the tone and crack it. So anyway, after well, she has had practice, so I should hope so, oh. 70. Anyway, so then it ended up being IPF. So over to you, Mother Amy Price. So after that, he signed me into his clinic and um, I started regular checkups with him. Yeah. Um, I was, you have to, over here, there's this medicine that's really expensive um, that, it's meant to help to slow it down. So he put me on that. And then I went on the research drug as well um, for a while. But talking of the research drug, the only reason I say that is because I saw the news today about someone who's um, was similar to you. They've gone on a trial drug. Now, isn't it true? When they put you on a drug, you don't know if it's a placebo one or right. the real one. That There's like, what, five of you who was on it? Yeah. Yeah. Five of you was on it and yeah, you didn't know if you was taking the real drug or the trial drug, which I find yeah. really interesting. You, I, think, to show. I think she was taking the real drug. I was. But how how yeah, yeah when did you find out if it was the real right. one or not? Let me tell you, I was on this one, um, Isabella, and it was it was in phase four, which means that's quite advanced. Right, so basically what happened, it was based um they, they had to have you in once a month and monitor everything. Um, and then all the details and everything would go to Belgium because that's what was the hub of it. Yeah. Because it was Europe-based. Um, and then you only have to have one person say they're unwell from it and it shuts down. Oh, and that's okay. what happens. Well, right? even if it was a placebo one? Yeah, Yes. I think so. Bloody I, I, hell. I, 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 yeah. So basically, that when they pulled off, pulled us off of it, 
if we had stayed on it and completed it, it would have meant that when that drug was made, you are the first ones to receive it mm. because you've you've done That's so research. fascinating. Yeah. But but also the thing is, I think it was about five months later they wrote to me and they told me that I was on the highest dose. And it wasn't a placebo. Oh, really? That is good. Yeah. So it basically that yeah. saved you to a point. Yeah, but I think that if I'd stayed on it, I don't think I would have declined so much because I actually think something in it did work. Yeah. So that's what I was going to say. So the people who didn't take it, like, say if you didn't take that drug, would you yeah. have been in trouble a lot more earlier then? Yes. So obviously that's kept so. you alive longer then. Mm. I reckon so, yeah. so, That's so good. So, Mum, since obviously, since you've had IPF in the last few years, obviously we know as a family what changes you've had to make sort of at home and day to day. Can you give the audience a little bit of an insight in how your sort of like day to day's changed and what sort of things you've got in place now and what support you have? Well, basically before the transplant, um, they didn't want me to go on it because of my age. Um, once I knew I had that and I knew they said to me, keep exercising because yeah. you've got to use your lungs. Whereas I used to work out, I doubly worked out yeah. to make I sure. I just don't know how you still did that because you were so short of breath. Yeah, but when like... you think it was, now when you think it was five years, when I got the diagnosis, I was, I could still do everything I wanted to do. Um, yeah. It gradually got worse. When I say it got worse, when it got to the, say, the fifth year, I noticed a big, big change. I slowed up quite a lot. Um, then I was started being on oxygen, but I still managed to do uh, working out yeah. um, and doing things normally to a certain degree. Yeah. But in the end, I had to have this, um, it's like a condenser in my house with a 40-foot, oxygen lead yeah so i could walk around the house we used to call it your lunge line yeah i called it ghostbusters kit because basically she'd have it in her nose and she'd want to do her gardening walk out and then she couldn't walk any further it was like she was on a a dog and chain you know sometimes sometimes mum used to be walking around the house and it used to get caught under the door it used to get caught under the no, I've got to say the funniest thing. I'm sorry. Oh. But um, like people listening, like, we will explain, but the way we dealt with things, we do like to have humour. And one day my brother farted in my mum's tube. You could hear her in the other room going, Dan, that's disgusting. But we thought it quite funny. And you did laugh, Mum. It was funny. I did. I know not everyone would have that humour, but when situations like this... You know, you're still there. You've got to live your life. Have your humour. And it's not all doom and gloom because we're all going to die one day. But carry on, mother, because it only can happen to you. What's happening at the minute? Go on. Yeah, I know. So, so basically, then the, I would say the quality of my life went down quite a bit, um, and it's so frustrating when you're an active person and you know that if you get up to want to do something or get something. You won't be able to breathe. Mm. Why? And it was it awful for us to watch. Yeah. It was awful. Like when we're taught to you, it's like we want to go <sighs> and take a mm. breath for you. Like it's awful to see you struggle, shake, getting ill because you are like the rock of the family. And to see you because you're such a strong personality. So instead, instead of mum being able to talk, you would get the long texts. So she'd still have a go at me even though she was ill, but she'd do it in text form. Didn't you, Mother? Yes, yes I did. And everyone. And so support-wise, from a charity point of view, there was Action for IPF, is that right? Ron, is that Ron's charity? That Action for Palmary Fibrosis. Yeah, and then St Barnabas at Worthing. Yeah, that, that's after the transplant. Did you get your pot plants and that from St Barnabas? No, I went there to garden. Now that right, so basically at St Barnabas, they put mum on like a well-being course and she yeah. was like, what am I going to do? I was like, well, why don't you do a bit of gardening? You like your gardening. So they, they used to take her for an hour once a week into their garden garden to do their de-weeding. Yeah. 
And I, and, and I, but the good thing, so I'm proud that well, you've given it, that you've given a lot to that. We'll come to it. But th- these hospices are brilliant. I, I do voluntary, voluntary work now for St. Catherine's Hospice in a different area. And I don't think people realise what goes behind mm. the charity of mm, it, the work, yeah. the amount of people. And there's so many kind people that do it giving back. I just think you you really, you've got a lot of credit for them. You've got a lot to say yeah. about them. And also, as a way of giving back, Mum, your new book, The Last Word, all the proceeds are going towards three charities. Mum, do you want to tell people the charities? Yeah. One is um, Royal Brompton and Harefield Hospital. Yeah. Because they're the ones that have kept me alive, basically. Um, and there's the Action for Pulmonary Fibrosis. And they've been amazing, um, like a support network. Like once a month, they do meetings, they have consultants speaking on it. People share their experiences of what it's like to have IBS. Um, and also, as Kate just mentioned, St. Barnabas. Yeah, and there's three nurses there. They're absolutely brilliant. And all I've got to do is give them a call yeah. anytime and they come around and see me. Yeah. And they will probably give end of life care at the end. Okay. Do you know what I mean? So I feel comfortable with them. Yeah, that's um, good. And for me, for my mum to give a compliment to anyone doesn't come often. So these three charities that, um, you know, you would have made a hell of a lot of money from your book because it's been like, it's number four in Amazon at the moment. And when this comes out, hopefully it'd be number one, that you would have made so much money yourself but because you're not like that and it's about giving back, these charities are just so over the moon because it goes back into helping yeah. other people like you. And you've got to give yeah. you credit for that, Mum. I mean, there's not many people who would do that. Yeah, but but they've I, saved I, I, your I, life. Yeah, they did. They've yeah. saved your life. In regards to the book, Mum, obviously we as a family know why you decided to write the book. But do you want to tell the listeners why you decided to write the book? Or is it because you're copying your daughter with 52 books? She has that. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll try and be an author. Plug, plug. Thank a little you plug much. there. But this is a little test for when I do a biography because so many people have bought your book, Mum. I haven't even read the book. Neither have you, have you, Soph? Yeah, I've read quite a few chapters. Have you read it? Yeah, of course oh, I have. Oh, my God, see, I haven't. Has Dan read the book? Parts of it. So I'm the only one in the family, yet again, who hasn't read the book. Yeah. In a way, I'm pleased. And there's a reason. Yeah, no, I'm pleased. No, I'm pleased I haven't read it because I want to get it like everyone else and I didn't want to say, Mum, don't put this in or that out. I want to read it like everyone else. That's exactly why I never told you. I am shitting myself to get the book. I'm shitting myself. Listen, what's she putting it? It's I'll my, get told it's, off. Um, if it's not Soph telling me off, it's you. All right, oh you two. God. Take over. Well, let let mum, let mum answer a question. <laughs> let mum answer a question without butting okay. in. Okay. It's the Katie Price right. show. Shut up. Listen. <laughs> the reason why I, I never wanted anyone's influence is because I wanted it to be my opinion. And it's what I think, not what you think, not what Sophie right. thinks or Dan. I wanted it. Just to be my opinion, the truth, how I look at it from my point of view. And I did say to Sophie and Dan, do you think I should let Kate see it? Because I started feeling guilty. And they said no, because it's about what you want, what your views are. Right, so that's that point. Right, the second point is I was sitting one day in February 22, and I thought, I can't really move that much. I can't, you know, I know I was in my last year because I knew by all my results and everything. And then it was most peculiar because I've got texts from Junior and Princess. Mm. How are you, Nan? You know, hope you're feeling better, that kind of thing. And I thought, do you know what? If I pop off now, they don't know nothing about me. They think of me as this silly old woman sitting in a chair knitting They don't realise I was younger once, what I was like, what my family was like, and how, say, for instance, even in the entertaining business, our family um, were entrepreneurial and entertainers. So everyone thinks that Junior and Princess get it either from you or Pete. Mm. I think it goes back 
to it's in the family genes. So that's and and then I decided to think right. Then I write about me, etc., etc. So they've got a history that they could keep. You know, like for instance, they don't know nothing about my mum and dad. They didn't know that my dad was American. I didn't. I didn't. I knew that, but I don't yeah. know much either, and I still don't until I read the book. <laughs> but do you see what I mean? So that's what spurred me on. Yeah. But I found it really hard because the more it is I hard to do a biography. Yeah, the more I delved into things, the more it led to different things. And then you, you can't help but start analysing patterns and changes in life. Yeah. And the women in their family are all very, very similar. Very similar. In what sense? God help it. Am I going to turn out like you then? Jesus. I think they're... Mum's, well, mum's already like Nan, isn't she? I know, I never thought she'd be like Nan, and she is. How mm. I like Nan? The attitude. Oh, here we go. <laughs> yeah. I've never known anyone, Mum, who's so like, you just don't give a shit, you say it as it is, and I'm like, oh, no, what's she going to say about this? Like, um, I so, get her nails Excuse me, done. that's what I'm like with you. I sit there sometimes. Well, we when you that. answer questions, I sit there sometimes and think, oh, well, Lord, please shut up. <laughs> right, we're in the nail shop, right? In the nail shop the other day, Mum, I'm taking you for a pedicure and sorting your knickknacks out on your toes and sorting your hands out. No, no. I'm like, yes. So we're in the nail shop. On her toes, she had something called shellac, which is like gel. I don't have shellac. Well, you've got it on your toes, Mum. Well, this they is didn't my do point. That. They didn't do that finally. Right. No, you don't need all that. So you had it on your toes. Then she said, I want it matching on my hands. What she didn't realise is she had polish on her hands because she didn't want shellac. And then she moaned about it after, and I go there all the time. She looked like the typical moany old biddy sitting in there. I'm well, like, Mum, it's not going to be the same because you don't want that shellac on your nails. In the end, I was late to do a podcast because Mum then decided, all right, I will have shellac. They took it all off and oh, put shellac honestly, back on. she is when so you indecisive. you just listen to me. You're a nightmare. And you well, call me a nightmare. Well, what they said to me was oh, the colours right, okay. are different. Oh, okay, answer that. No, they said the, the, the colours are the same. And I thought, I, what planet are you on? Well, it's not going to be the same because it's a different product. Anyway, coming back to your book, is no, which is why I say you're black and white. Oh, here we go. She's going to finish so the album. So I said to them, so, so. Yes, yes. <sighs> I said to them, just take it off <laughs> and leave it. No, you didn't leave it though, Mum. You had the same on your toes, shellac on your hands, which yeah, you exactly. should have done in the first place. But it's right. Not, back I, to your book. Oh, forget your nails, Mum. We've been there. The viewers don't know this, but my mum actually had a lung transplant in November, and she didn't. When she was going under, she didn't tell me and my sister. She only told my brother because she didn't want to upset me and my sister. But we will go back to the beginning how me and so felt. Um, I got the phone call six hours later because I just arrived in Thailand and I was due to go to another place in Thailand. But if they had told me six hours before, I wouldn't have got on that plane. Where was you, Soph? I was working at home. So we were just working normal days. Yeah. But this was really what right. was going on behind the scenes. Go on, Mother. I got a phone call from Hairfield Hospital saying they've got a lung for me. I said, is there anyone else going up there for this lung? They went, no, this lung's for you. Now, the reason why I asked that is because um, if they've got a lung and that lung can match, say, two people mm. or three people, they make all of us go up there and they prepare us yeah. for surgery. And it's at the last minute when they do more tests. What makes the um, matches the best in any of those three gets it. Okay. Then the other two have to go home. Isn't that an awful situation to be? Imagine if you're one of them three. That's awful. Just quickly, what um what was what was Dad like? Because obviously Dad had to drive you up to the hospital, and then you had a nightmare on the way up there, didn't you, with yeah, protesters? Yeah. So right, but you got the phone call, and Dan turned up for boiled eggs. My brother. Yeah, so uh, my, this is how my brain thought. I've got a bag, and all I put in that was my toothbrush, um, 
toothpaste and your gym gear. Cream. And my gym gear. Why did you put I your gym I, gear in your case because, when you're going to have a lung transplant? They, because I knew they'd get you up to work out or walk. But, <laughs> We're not straight but, up, Mum. <laughs> but, I mean, when you look at the state I was, you... I don't know. I don't anyway, know it. Yeah. He came back, Paul came back from the gym. Why aren't you gone yet? You know, and Danny went, because she's waiting for you. And then we went, come on then, we better go. But you know what? Dan waved goodbye to me at the gate. Yeah. And I thought, why didn't he? I should have said to him, come with me, come with us. But I didn't. And I said to him, please don't tell Sophie and Kate until you know I've gone down to get a transplant. Mm. Now, what was your reason reason. for that? What was your actual reason for that? Right, okay. Put it this way. The reason would, would be that I know that you two would have gone to the hospital straight away to say your goodbyes to me. You know, if that What's wrong with that? Right, I hate goodbyes for a start um, because I'll get too emotional. But how do you think me and Soph would have felt? Because if you didn't come round, I know these are hard questions, but you have now, so we can ask it. Imagine if we didn't come, you didn't come round. For the rest of our lives, this is an important thing for anyone out there, for the rest of our lives... We would always think, oh, we, we couldn't say, why. what if we what if we wanted to say, I love you, mum, this, like, how? now you've come out, but imagine now we couldn't have said it, but Dan said goodbye. It's like we're never going to have that answer. Well, I think well, that's Dan, what the book was for. Yeah. Well, that's this, true. This, mm. listen, this is Dan. I'm listening. I'm on a podcast with you. I'm listening. This is our goodbyes. Yeah. <laughs> thumbs up. <laughs> yeah, thumbs up. Oh, and, you know and I bet Dan true. went in the car. I bet Dan must have gone in the car crying and his mind must have been scrambled. No, I said to him, Dan, you've got to let the pe- book people know. Um, and but not so if I, if, I, <laughs> if I die, you will have to tell them what you know I want my chapters to be. It's so, so dramatic. Knew. This is like a drama series. Do you know what Daniel did, though? When Mum left, he went in and finished parts of the book. Did he? And no. Yeah. yeah. Bloody hell. See, because I said to him, why did you do that? And he was like, because I was in the moment. Like, I just said bye to Mum, and it was in the moment. That's mad. But Mum did survive. Do you know what? Let me tell you this. Even when I was going... You know, you have to have a shower yeah. and prepare for surgery, right? Yeah. I was sitting on the bed, waiting, and we you just You must have been shitting yourself, Mum. What was going through your head? I was so You're excited. sitting there waiting. I was just excited. I just thought, I'm so well, Because you knew, what is it, you had a week left. Did you have a week left, apparently? No, Mum had three weeks left, and she didn't tell Why us. Why don't you tell me a week, then? You're making it dramatic. Because I, I, I never told... I don't like to tell people things. But knowing you, like, people who listen to this, I can see why you was excited because we haven't been in your situation. I just imagine myself, remember, I haven't struggled breathing and having, like, how you had to change your life. Sitting on that bed, just everyone thinks, sitting on that bed knowing that, like, in the next, like, half an hour, you're going to be cut open, new lung, you probably might not survive. That is such a mind-boggling thing, knowing this could be the end. But even if you didn't have it, you knew you was near death. So in a way, the way I look at it is that's probably an easier way to go because you're not suffering, you're just going. Yeah. But you've got no choice. So you either take that risk to know you can live longer or you just don't have it and die in like three weeks. Such a hard thing for anyone to go Mm. through. Well, to me, it was a no-brainer. Well, obviously, yeah. And I kept saying to the surgeon, are you sure it's for me? There's no one else here. I was like that, but yeah. I said, but come on then. Unbelievable. Yeah. I was like that and price. So how did you feel then when you knew you was going down, the actual, like, your adrenaline? And what was Paul like? Was it like in the movies? Bye, bye, bye. No, I went, (laughs) but I know, just bye, see you later. You must have cried, Mum, and your bottom lip must have gone. Come on. No, no. So you was quite contained and quite with it. I was so excited. I kept saying, I can't believe that I've got this opportunity. Yeah, it is amazing. You've waited years. I thought I've, I thought I've tracked the seventy-year-old. So there's no. That's what I mean. You're seventy-year-old. Are you the oldest person 
in the UK? I think I might be. To have a lung transplant. I, I think I, you could Google. I, yeah. I, I think I am. But I'll tell you what, um, when I went down, I was just so elated. It was like an adrenaline pumping round. And when you, when you came round... Can you can you remember the? F- I can't remember nothing. Can you remember seeing me and oh, Kate? Can. I can remember. Oh, I can. <laughs> I remember you thought the man opposite you. No, you thought the man Kate. opposite us was robbing us, and we're like, "Yeah, mum, yeah." Because apparently, a lot of people know this. When you come out of an operation like that, what do they call it? With hallucination. Mind? The hallucination, because you was convinced so many things, but you had to see a psychologist. Because a lot of people, when they come out. You just think things, hallucinate. And so we, we were told just to go along with whatever you were thinking. So every time I saw you, you was like, that man opposite, he's robbing <laughs> you. He's going to take money. He's taking money. And we're like, we know, mum, we're sorting it out. Don't worry about it. We're sorting it. But it was quite scary because you were so adamant. We're like, we know, mum, we're sorting it out. And you'd say, that nurse, don't trust that nurse. And we're like, I know, mum, we're sorting it out. We're keeping an eye when really nothing was going on. I just remember mum looking at me, saying to me, like that, as, <laughs> in, as in, you need to sort my roots out. <laughs> and you did look like a blown up Watsit as well. Oh, you were ever so swollen, mum. So you got oh, no. me, Jet and Bunny to massage no. your feet and hands. I, honestly, it looked like... You know Charlie and the Chocolate Factory? Mm. Is it the Veruca or whatever who blows up in the thing? Yeah. You look like one of them, and it was frightening. I mean, the first time I saw it, I, I wanted to cry, and I had waters in my eyes because I'm like, fuck, that's my mum. Look at the tubes. Look at the sounds. I like, remember on the way up, you went to me, Soph, like, don't be upset how you see mum because she does, doesn't look well. So don't be upset. No, you really don't. And that hospital is amazing. I mm. didn't realise that Harefields, they deal with it, heart, lungs and all, like, major yeah. stuff. When you go in there, you know, all visitors to that are all, like, in the same situation mm. as you. They've got a loved one in there and their other halves are either in a, a juice coma, coma, life mm. support. Like, it's it's hardcore. Yeah. And then you see some people around mum who are all the same, you see their fans. Remember that man opposite you, Mum? Yeah. His dad was there, and we watched him thinking he's the same as us, and mm. I, you just want to talk and comfort everyone. Because yeah. Because it's, it's amazing what they do. The nurses there, you cannot knock them. Um, amazing yeah. on the ball. Like, just, and they're so thorough, because you don't feel you want to bother any of the doctors and nurses and ask them questions, but you want to, because... You, you don't know what's going on, and they're so good there. Like, yeah, I'm so happy yeah. you're giving money to them to help because you yeah. can't knock them in any way. No. They were on to you, Mum. And did you know, though, and I only found this out, that the next day, the se- third day, yeah, I, I came round very quickly, apparently, for the anaesthetic, and Price saw me and he said, what have you done to her? Because what you said, I was so swollen. Mm. The next day, I went into cardiac arrest. I know. And, and um, that to pump me to bring me back. And I didn't know that. Yeah, you said. And, and how mm. my mum knows this, everyone. When you come out of hospital, she's gone through all her notes. How many times did you die, mum? I think it was only that once, but I also. Do you remember it? Do you remember seeing nothing. anything or anything? No, but I do remember because um, apparently I was shouting out, I can't breathe, I can't breathe, they're killing me. Right, that's what oh, really? I was shouting out. Mm. And um, that's because I was filling up with blood and, and like, fluid. That's awful, isn't it? But all, all I can remember was dreaming, thinking, I've got to survive till five o'clock. They're trying to kill me. I'm hot. I'm sweaty. I can't breathe. And well, you board, remember thinking that? Yeah, and I, and, and I, I think, um, I thought, five o'clock, nurses change. So these two nurses, people that are trying to kill me, right? This is what I thought. So they go home then. So I was counting, like, strips on the wall, thinking, right, if I do that one, breathe slower, and then you'll save your energy a bit more. Do you reckon this was happening while you was in your operation? Yeah. Was this happening? Isn't that weird? Because some people... Do you, do you go to the corner of the room? Because some people, they go to the no. corner, they say they go to the corner and watch them down on their body. Did you ever anything like that? No, I was just looking at these flats 
thinking like as it goes up, I breathe in, out when it goes down. And then I remember thinking, oh, I'm calming yeah. down a bit. It must be working. And I thought, do you know, if I go, I've seen Albert, I've, you know, so it's all right. Kate would sort herself out. Dan's all right. Tries to be all right. Mm. It's okay to go if I'm going. That's what I thought. And then all of a sudden you feel peaceful. Then that's really? that peace bet. Yeah, I felt that everything was falling in place and I could just go. And, and I, guess it. what? Drum rolls. Yeah. She didn't go and she's lived to tell the tale of her book. Yeah. Because, ladies and gentlemen, what you don't know is, what we know now, my mama said so much in her book about friends, people who she didn't yeah. have the guts to say when she was alive and she's now survived. And now we're like, gutted, mother. You have to take the consequences, not right. us. I love it. So really quickly, Mum, So, can you really briefly, can you remember what it was like leaving the hospital when you got like the all clear and like, and they were like, you can go home now. Like, can you remember that drive home with Dad? Oh, yeah, I can, because I suppose I didn't come out of hospital till March. Yeah. And really, when you have you a was in there ages, yeah. come out ages. But you still had your exercise bike in there, though, trying to get well, on the exercise you. bike. They make. Do you remember us, Soph, when we was trying to make Ooh. her walk around the ward? Honestly, mum, you looked about a hundred years old. You had I, I elephant still look like legs. That when I walk now. No, you had elephant legs, and I was thinking. Me and Soph were looking at each other, going, "Go on, mum, you're doing well." <laughs> I and I was thinking to myself. Jesus, this hasn't just knocked her for six. This is this is yeah. major. Mm. Like it yeah, was like you was a, you had no aura about you. It was, you looked like a little old lady, and it was like Jesus. It then hit how hard that operation is, and how hard it is for people. Yeah. And you're seventy. Yeah. You're so lucky to have had that implant. And I think a main thing to that is how healthy you've been all your life, exercising that that you're they've you're that. like that. Yeah, they said that to but, her, yeah. didn't they? Yeah. You just but got also, to be active. They put me in an induced coma as well mm. after the cardiac arrest. Can't remember nothing. I really can't remember. Yeah. yeah, it's just all the And then you breath. couldn't talk because they did that triactomy there, which was quite nice when we saw you because you couldn't talk. And even though you were <laughs> trying, it was nice because you still couldn't have a go at us. But then when you was allowed to put your finger on that thing and talk like that, hello, hello, yeah. and it's like, well, at least we can hear her starting to talk yeah. now. And that was when we started to think, yes, she's turning, of course, she can yeah. now talk. And then and every do you know time what? there's more progress. As soon as she started moaning and nagging Dad again, I remember me and Dad going, she's, she, she's on the mend. She's getting back yeah, to normal. It took time, and then each tube would come out with you. Yeah. Every time you'd go, a different tube was out, a different like operating thing yeah. near you. Then you was in your own room. Um, then I'd help you on the commode. And when you do a shit, I'd have to leave the room because it would stink, and I'm like, I'm not putting out with that. Even back in my nursing Jeez. days, I had to do it, and I used oh. to think, come on, Kate, you used to be uh, nursing. I, I, do I cleared up a few of mum's toilet mishaps yeah. I mean if you're going to yeah. get close to your mum you can't get any closer but then no. as soon as you come out of your um, hospital <laughs> gown into your normal clothes <laughs> mum I can take that bit out if you want nah leave it in it's fun we all shit and piss <laughs> oh, um, oh god but the moment you started wearing your normal clothes in there like to me when I saw it it was like Yes, she's now in a not. You started to look like mum again. She was making and dad. Like, she was making dad go to Marks and Spencers every five minutes to get new pajamas. And well, you she know probably hasn't stopped now. Well, I've still got them. But I'll tell you what else was good. This, there's a couple of nurses on the board, and they used to go um, to Primark and buy like the leggings in the tops. Yeah, and there was three of us. They are the like those best, the best pajamas. They yeah, do Mark. do the best pajamas, don't they? The yeah. fleecy ones and the socks. Oh, yeah, I love there's it. three women. There's three of us in there, and we all wore the same things, but different colours every day. I love yeah. it. You know At Christmas, I always hope for a pair of Primark oh, pajamas. Oh, do you remember? Yeah. Oh, do you remember we were really hoping Mum would be out at Christmas, and, and she yeah, wasn't. Yeah, the shit Christmas. Yeah, we were really hoping she'd be out for Christmas, and then I got her that little tree. Do yeah, you remember the did. little tree on my little window? On the little windowsill, 
and I made you keep the lights on. You did. I kept the lights on for you. And mm. I said, you've got to watch TV now and watch all the Christmas films. Yeah. And Dad was up there with you, wasn't he, Christmas Eve and that. Yeah. I had a shit Christmas. It's not, it wouldn't have been the same. Any Christmas, if you're not, if you weren't here... I would go away well, this Christmas. Year, you better be like, with me. You're not being with anyone I'm else. doing panto, Mum, in Liverpool. You have to come up to me. No excuses. You've got no oxygen tank now, no Ghostbuster outfit. You've got a new lung, better than any of us. Right? Well, good. Better. Make... There's no excuse. No, I'm not having it. Mum, Christmas Day, it would probably be you, me, Harry, Dad and Albert. No, I will drive down, obviously, and then drive and Kate, back. Kate should drive down the night before. And spend the day and, and then drive back. And moan. And moan. And moan that I've had a long drive, so appreciate it. But do you know what I love, though? Now, mum's, like, had the transplant. Although, like, you're hard to work to look after, which I don't mind, but normally I like to be like Kevin and Perry. Mum, put the kettle on. <laughs> I don't Mom, mind. I don't mind that you're hard to work to look after since you've had a, uh, a life-changing... are. Life-changing yeah. operation, but I don't mind. No, but that is that. I don't mind because I am, like, the caring one. But you've survived it <laughs> and we <laughs> love it and we've got one. you back. The caring one. I am the caring <laughs> one. Yeah, the caring one that doesn't who says you are hard at work now. Yeah. Although when I was banned from driving, you're only you're the nearest to me and I couldn't get to you and wait for taxis and the kids, which I did. The only thing I found really hard during it all is I was banned from driving literally four years of it all. And mentally, that damaged me because mm. I obviously had the kids, couldn't drive, live in the middle of nowhere. And like if I had a spare hour, normally I'd jump in the car and come and see you, and I couldn't do that. So it, it did affect me a lot. And do you remember when I was on Loose Swimming, when I found out in the beginning, I just burst out crying. Because when you told me I'd Google everything, people shouldn't Google yeah. everything. Because mm. I thought, no. right, you're going to die in weeks. I thought you were going to be dead in weeks. But then no. you survive five years. But it, it is horrible to see your loved one deteriorate, struggle, especially someone like you because you're so active in your brain. Yeah. But touch wood, you've come through it, survived it, nagging again. You've got more bossy to Paul, who's my dad. And, but yeah, but you're here and we couldn't ask for anything more. No. It's amazing. No, so amazing. Send so everyone out there, never give up. Because... The thing is, I try and turn things into positives now. That if you've got someone who's terminal out there, the advantage of it is you get a chance to talk, say things what you want and all of that. Now, if someone died in a tragic accident, I think that's worse because they've gone and, like, Mm. you can't say anything. Because we're all going to die one day. We are. We're all going to die. So an advantage of a terminally ill person is you can talk and go through things so and that's we did do that yeah. and then you've done the book for us mm-hmm. all and you've done your letters for her funeral she wrote a letter who she didn't want to come to the funeral and we were like well thanks mom because we're gonna have to tell them people you don't really want them at the funeral yeah, right to the her. last minute you have to have your dig but mm. you survive so you don't have to worry about that now um you're back. You're the rock of the family. You're still here, and we couldn't ask for anything more. It's been a hard journey mentally and all that to watch, but thank God for, you know, you know, you've someone died and gave you a new life. Like it's amazing. Like the yeah. Thank you to the donor family. Yeah, exactly. yeah I'd love to meet them and that and say thank you. Right, don't knows? work like that. I know. Got- I know. I talk so much shit, so don't worry. Don't worry so, so do we. We've got a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Go Love Yourself. It's the show where we're all learning to love ourselves a little more. One of our listeners has said that their self-care go-to is to masturbate, yes. put loads of packets of sandwiches and pasta salad, eat them at the <laughs> beach and then masturbate again. <laughs> We'll also be chatting about topics close to our hearts. Bloody hell, that was so vulnerable of you to write. I, honestly, I feel really strange. Oh my God, stop. <laughs> and chatting to some of our favourite people. Anything in miniature size. I don't know why they try and make it cute. It pisses me off. He comes on full PVC mask and he's like, do you like me now? Do you like me now? And he's flapping. We've got new episodes out every Tuesday, so just search for Go Love Yourself wherever you get your podcasts.
lighter note, Mum. Who's the biggest nightmare in the family? Well, She'll say all of you I in have... different ways. Yeah, she will. Well, you're all you're different. you're a nightmare. No, I'm not. Oh, you are so. I'm not. You're almost temperament. Actually, no. I don't swear. No. You're very temperamental and stubborn. So in, what, in what respect? Well, we're so different. We're all different but alike. So I'm a nightmare in a different way. You're a nightmare because you, you, you're stress. Do you remember when I was in the primary, I'd done the stress tests on all of you and I was the least stressed out of all of you. Just I know, I you know primary. why. You know why that was, don't you? I'm going to blame I, me I, now. No, Go you on. know why I got the highest stress level than what you did is because I was running around after you lot. Told you it would be yeah. me. It's, I wasn't to say you. I didn't say you. But, but I'm a good nightmare. I keep you on your toes, no, and not. I always did. You're hard work. But look, we're all hard. Dan's not because he's more reserved. Uh, no, Dan. Dan, Dan is Dan, hard work. Can I tell you? Dan. Dan oh, can be Dan. so yeah. negative sometimes. I yeah. think we need to have Dan on this podcast. I think we do. Speak up about the fact that would be fun, wouldn't it? Yeah. Dan the man, you. we call him. Dan Go on the in man. Let me tell you. You and Dan are very, very similar. Yeah, you are. Me and Mum have been saying that recently. Yeah, yeah. Really yeah, yeah shut up. Yeah, yeah. No, such a belly. Oh, we've got to do this. Such right, a belly. All through this, right, let's do the noise. Whenever we're on a WhatsApp, we always did this noise. Can we do it after three? One, two, three. No, wait, one at a time. Mum, you go first. Because towards the end, she couldn't do this. You'll go safe. Now mine. That was like a little. Bye. We're used to going. It's like a little noise of endearment. It is. What's come up on my computer? Remind me later. Download and whatever it is. I'll just say remind me later. Just say remind later. Jesus Christ. You and that laptop. Bloody computer. I I don't know how to do things. No, you are getting better. Behind the scenes of this, I have to thank St. Catherine's Hospice for when I was doing my community service there because they've taught me how to use a computer as in turning it on and off and I can do things on it now. So I've learnt today not to get stressed and want to throw the computer across the room because it doesn't do what I want. I figured it all out. She did. So what did you think? What do you think of working in a hospice. I can't wait because being a volunteer, I want to go and work with the people now um, as well. I, I want to work in the office still, but I want to go and visit the people because mm. you know me. I love all that and I talk to you people. Talk, I, you know I'm a good So like, are you actually, like when you do your community service, are you actually in an office? Like, do you, yes. like, do you have to make teas and that? Like, oh, anyone want me. a cup of tea? I do, but I don't. This is the truth. Although I'm there like the, I was for the community service, I don't like to take the piss and say, does anyone want a tea? Because I don't want them to think I'm trying to skive. So I wait yeah. for them to ask. And they're like, you can have a tea. I'm like, no, no, I'd rather get on with my work. I don't say I really work hard in there. And they've, they've actually given me good, good remarks. Good feedback. So I'm there. Good, really good feedback. Good feedback. I love it there. Good. And they have taught me there. So it's quite good. The positive out of everything. I've learned, and I want to go back and do the care inside, go out in the vans, wear the T-shirt with volunteer on the back. Well, let me tell you Love something. it. They're I absolutely out. love it. Yeah, People look, they're crying out for carers. You know me, Mum. I would be a voluntary carer. You would. You know I, I would do, carry it on on the days that I do it. I would, because that's why I want to do the paramedic stuff. I think it's good for you. That. I think it gives you a week a bit of structure, to be honest. Yeah, I do. And I, think, I love it because I, I think my phone as well, off. yeah, where you're, you're not available on your phone during those hours. Yeah. So I think it's, it's good, good because no one can get hold of you. Yeah, like you lot. Yeah. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> and, then, and then Sophie moans because she can't get hold of you. No, I oh, don't. Exactly. I can't win. No, I moan when she reads one of my messages and doesn't respond to it for two hours. Oh, yeah. That's when what? I moan. Why right. do you do uh, that? Everyone else listening to this podcast who knows me, see, now you know you're not the only one that happens to. Why do you like that? Oh, Mum, this isn't a bollock lesson now, is it? No, I just asked. See, that's Why how I know that? you're better. That's how I know okay, you're better. Okay, right, let's wrap this up. So, Mum, future, what does the future hold for you? Every day is a bonus. That's how I look at my life at the moment. Yeah, I Because love that. 
I don't know how long I've got. Um, Mum, shut up being no, having no, that attitude. Can I finish? It's the same. No, tell her so. No, I hate right, that when you're just negative. Let her talk. Be positive, Mum. But also, because I have got no immune system, you're liable to catch everything going. I now know two people that are in hospital yeah. who've had transplants and they've done really well. Yeah. And they're in there because as soon as you're ill, all your medicines, your, your immune drugs go crazy. But the doctors, the doctors did tell you you need to go and do what you want now, didn't they? Yes, they have. Go out yeah. and do what you want. They said to me, you know, we gave you a transplant for a reason. Yeah. You go and live your life. Do what you want, how you want. And if you want to move anywhere, just do it. Yes. You do whatever you want, Mum. Exactly. And where can people buy the book from? Amazon, Tesco's, Asda's, Waterstones. Waterstones. Brilliant. Right. Right. There you go. There you go. Right, Mum, you can, you can get lost You now. can piss Thanks off now, Mum. I'm joking. <laughs> And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. Obviously, a good review, please. You can listen to this episode ad-free on Amazon Music. Crowd Network. A place where you belong. Hello, I'm La La La, Let Me Explain. And this is It's Not You, It's Them, But It Might Be You. I'm here to answer all your questions around love, relationships, sex, dating dilemmas, and anything else you throw my way. Join me three times a week as we work through the depths of this intimacy pool together. From Sony Music Entertainment, listen and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts.